Beth Davis and welcome to Teachable Tuesday. Every Tuesday morning we read scripture, we discover God's heart in his word, and we apply it to our lives. We're going to do that in a very concrete way this morning. And I love for you to have a Bible in your hands while we talk about the word, but this verse today packs a punch. There's so much power in just a few words. I guarantee you're even going to have this scripture memorized by the time we end today. Get excited. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit. Lord, cleanse us with your precious blood. Holy Spirit, fall afresh on us. We ask for your anointing this morning, Lord, upon our minds, our hearts, our bodies, our souls. Thank you that we belong to you, Lord. And I ask that this word, your word, would be an encouragement to every person watching today. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Sometimes on Tuesday morning, I feel a little bit of pressure, <laughs> okay? Little pressure to have a word for all of you. I wake up thinking about uh, Teachable Tuesday, praying for all of you. But if I'm honest, I do a lot of thinking at the same time. Uh, I'm not doing a ton of praying. I can get really, I can fall into the trap of thinking about God, thinking about scripture, but actually not praying to God or praying with scripture. Do you see what I mean? I can even trick myself. This morning as I was leaving mass, I was already kind of going into this mode to have a word for you, to have something to say about God's word to you. And I just very gently heard and felt the Lord in my heart say, it's not all up to you. It's not all up to you. And I am sharing that little encouragement with you this morning because I believe it's a word for you too. Friend, it's not all up to you. Can we just collectively <laughs> take a deep breath? Because this is what the word of the Lord says. This is what God's word promises us, that we're not alone, that it's not all up to us, that he's done all of the work, all of the heavy lifting on the cross. So let's take a deep breath and then unpack this word. Ready? It's not all up to you. Now, I don't know what form your pressure comes in. Maybe it's pressure coming from the outside, from other people, the pressures of your work, your schedule, uh, pressures from society that you're just kind of intuiting as you're on social media or, or watching the news. Maybe that's how the pressure is growing. But perhaps, perhaps the pressure is coming from within. Maybe you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself to be perfect, to do it right, to fix everything. And today, I want to introduce you to a friend of mine. His name is David. Yes, that David, the David of the Old Testament, uh, the favored one, the chosen one, the anointed one of God. David was no stranger to pressure. David was anointed king as the youngest of his brothers. 
So you can imagine there's a lot of familial pressure on David, right? His brothers are jealous, they're angry, they're feeling overlooked. So not only does he have uh, this tension in his own family, but also the pressure of being anointed at such a young age. Then as David grows into uh, a leader, as he's being prepared to become king, he's leading beside King Saul tens of thousands of armies, tens of thousands of men in armies. In fact, at one point, Saul, the king, and David are marching uh, into the town, and they're singing, they're lauding David. Saul has slain his thousands, and David his tens of thousands. You can imagine the, the pressure there, right, to, uh, to uphold everyone's expectation, uh, the pressure coming from the king who's feeling threatened by David's success and his leadership. Well, the pressure continues. He's hated by King Saul to the point that David is even hunted by King Saul. He wants to kill him. He's so jealous. Talk about pressure. And yet at the same time, throughout his life, even when his circumstances are full of pressure, they're very unpleasant. At the same time, David is penning the Psalms, one of our most beloved books in sacred scripture. And that's where we're gonna land today, Psalm 56, verse nine. It's just, it's one verse. In fact, it's, it's the third line of one verse. All I want you to walk away with today is this last part of Psalm 56, verse nine. This I know, that God is for me. This I know, that God is for me. And I wanna ask you today, do you know? Do you know that God is for you? I mean, do you really know? Not just know it here, but know it here. Do you know that God is for you? Do you know that it's not all up to you? Do you know that you're never alone? Do you know that here? Enough to live it out here, to walk in peace and confidence through your everyday, even when the pressure rises. Do you know? Do you know? I'll, I'll go first. I don't know. <laughs> I do not yet know that God is for me. In fact, I think I'm, I'm just beginning to unpack this way of thinking about God's presence and protection, that he is for me. It's fascinating to think about uh, David in this time when he penned Psalm 56, verse 9. In fact, this psalm is called Trusting God Under Persecution. Now, let's back up for a moment to just the start of verse 8. You have kept count of my tossings. Put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your record? Then my enemies will retreat on the day when I call. This I know that God is for me. Now, we can kind of take a, a distant and more appreciative uh, perspective on scripture. We can think, wow, that's so beautiful. Isn't that so touching? But let's get very real and honest about this. You have kept count of my tossing, tossings. So David's not sleeping, okay? He's tossing and turning all night. Put my tears in your bottle. He's weeping. Uh, who knows if that's uh, fear or uh, sadness. Maybe he's teetering on that line. He's tempted by despair, but he's crying, 
crying out to the Lord. Verse 9, then my enemies will retreat. That means there's actual physical opposition. People who want to hurt him, to kill him. There is an actual physical threat to David's life, to his kingdom, to God's will in his life. Talk about pressure. And yet, and yet, as he recounts all of the pressure, he brings it all very honestly and vulnerably relates his heart to the Lord. He says, this I know, that God is for me. Now, friend, when I look at King David, when when I consider the pressure that he's under, and I consider the pressure that I'm under and where I normally end up with that pressure, I've come to realize something. I have a, a mindset problem. I think it's safe to say that we all have a bit of a mindset problem. That's why I think this verse, Psalm 56, 9, has a lot to teach us in just a few words. David says, this I know. I know he's staking his claim on that God is for him. This I know. He's reminding himself. He's preaching to himself that God is for him. And you and I, we, we need to follow David's lead when the pressure is on, whether it's from the outside or from the inside. We've got to come back to this reality. This I know. We've got to remind ourselves that God is for us. I want to give you two ways to do that today. I want you to check your thoughts and I want you to change your mind. All weekend, I was really struggling with uh, my thoughts. <coughs> Sometimes it was because of an actual thing that was said or happened. Maybe it was something that I said that I was kind of going over again and again, but I was not doing a great job of checking my thoughts. And maybe you struggle with this too. Maybe you're replaying your mistakes or that conversation that could have gone better. Maybe you're rehearsing a conversation that needs to go better. But I wanna encourage you that if you're a person who is going through their to-do list, who is constantly rehearsing or rehashing grievances, someone who's, um, like me, honestly, at times really rehearsing self-doubt or entertaining self-pity, I want you to check your thoughts. Check your thoughts. And you can do that very objectively, with curiosity. Check your thoughts. What am I thinking about? You don't have to right away attack it. You don't have to right away change your mind. But first of all, to become aware of what you're thinking. If you notice that your mood isn't great, if you notice that you've gotten a little bit off track and you're losing your temper quite quickly, check your thoughts. What have you been thinking about? What have you been meditating on? What's rolling around in your mind and heart? It has the power to affect our mood and our attitude. So check your thoughts. And then, and then my friends, here's where the work comes in. We've got to change our minds change our minds. We've got to start agreeing with God's word, not necessarily with our circumstances, right? David's got all kinds of things going wrong. 
He's up in the night. He's not sleeping. He's crying. He's feeling this pressure. These enemies are coming at him. We don't know who those enemies are. They could be within his family or outside of his borders. His own people might be against him. We don't know. And, and thank God because we can put ourselves in David's position here. And let's really do that. Let's get in David's position and actually say what David said. Let's pray the words of scripture. This I know. This I know, not this I feel, <laughs> not this I hope, this I know that God is for me. And so I want you to memorize this verse today, Psalm 56, verse 9, this I know that God is for me. I want you to begin to encourage yourself. Preach to yourself. Choose your thoughts and change your mind. God is for me. I'm not alone. It's not all up to me. And you know where the power comes? It comes in agreeing with and declaring God's word. So this is your homework for today. I never give homework, I don't think. I never explicitly tell you what I want you to do, but it's so simple. Psalm 56 verse 9 is just a few words, and yet they bring with it such power, such peace. This I know, that God is for me. In fact, would you say that to yourself right now? This I know that God is for me. What we know has the more power than what we feel. We can be so overwhelmed by what we feel. We can be so overwhelmed by what we see, but in faith, in faith with hope, let's declare God's word. This I know that God is for me. And Friend, I want to tell you today that God is for you. God is for you. That means that you're not alone. That he's on your side. And he's not just cheering from the stands as a, a spectator, even a very involved or loyal spectator. No, he's for you in that he is in it with you. You are not alone. This I know. This I know. That God is is for you. I want you to remind yourself of that today. I want you to believe that the fact that I'm saying that to you is God speaking to your heart, that this word is personal and particular. It was meant for you. You're watching this because God wants you to know that he's for you. It's not all up to you. He's on your side and he's working all things together for your good and his glory. You see, that's another verse that I've memorized that I know not just here, but I know it here. And I want to give you that same confidence in Psalm 56, verse 9 today. This I know that God is for me. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, thank you that you're for us. Say that right now to God. God, thank you that you are for me. Thank you that you are for us, God. You're not just letting things unfold and you're not sure how it'll end up, but you are for us. You're in it with us. We are never alone. You're working all things together for our good. God, give us the grace today to notice our thoughts and to change our mind according to the truth of your word, the power, the hope of your word. Because Jesus, you are the word. 
and you change lives. So God, we give you permission today to change our lives. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, my friend. I'm praying for you. See you next time. Bye.